All right. Hey, we've got uh, Shelby Turner on the line here. She just had a nice successful rev limiter uh, hard enduro race down there in Texas. So we've got her, I believe she is in the vehicle right now, traveling back to uh, where, hey, Shelby, how are you doing? Where are you headed? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks. Uh, we're heading back to Pennsylvania, actually. So we're just driving through the state of Oklahoma. Okay, okay. So so for people who uh, are kind of maybe familiar with how uh, racing in Texas goes, I know you're just kind of uh, northwest of Dallas. It's just, just west of Decatur, which if people are familiar with where uh, Oak Hill and all that kind of stuff is, you're not too far from there is where the races were, right? Yeah, we were just the town over from Decatur in Bridgeport, actually. And uh, yeah, that's where the race was this year. It was it's about, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour from the old Red Limiter site. but. Uh, they they definitely got some extreme riding there in Texas in that little area. Yeah, no, not maybe a lot of people listening to this aren't uh, 100% familiar, myself included. I mean, I've uh, hard enduro kind of thing isn't uh, certainly isn't my uh, forte. I don't, I don't even have a forte these days. But uh, I was, you know, I watched some videos and everything, and that course that they showed. I mean, this event is no joke at all. No, this this event's actually really really tough. It's one of the more extreme ones, I would say. Um, it's just in the past it had been like wet, which when you're riding on clay and rocks and then you add water to it, it's you know, it's <laughs> extremely slippery. But this year was actually super dry and everything was dusty, but their rock sections and the heat was just it was crazy. Uh, okay. heat, how how hot was it? Um, well for us I think it was right around thirty degrees. So still hot. And uh the I mean, it's just you get down in those sections without any air or wind and you're driving over rocks for like a mile and it like feels like you can't breathe down there. Right. I think anybody listening to this in Canada, I mean, we're early April here. Yeah. We, we're not quite anywhere near the 30 degree mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not acclimated <laughs> to that at all. So I've been lucky. I've been kind of in the heat a little bit, so it didn't bother me too, too much, but it definitely takes a toll on the body when you're racing that, that hard, that intense for, you know, two hours. So. Right now, I, I, well, you you took the women's pro overall, which is amazing. But now, just to maybe explain how it works. It was a two day event, moto format. What uh, are you doing? The same courses every. What? Uh, how the heck does it work? So there's two. It's two days. So the first day, um, race one is basically the amateur race uh, and the women's pro. So that was the one that I won the women's pro and I got eighth overall out of everybody who raced in that morning race. And then what happens is you go to a hot lap. Um, after that race is wrapped up in the afternoon, you do a hot lap and that's with all the pros included with all the amateurs who want to like move on in the pro ranking essentially. Hmm. And you get seated for the next day. And then the next day I started out with race one on row five. They do a mass start of rows of 10, depending on how you finish the hot lap. So I went out on row five for the race one. Basically my race was already done and stuff but i went in and just tried my hand on the pro course and let me tell you it was quite a bit harder than what we had rode the previous day oh yeah like what uh like completely different sections that they added like uh like on purpose to make it difficult yeah yeah basically they uh they had us following uh yellow markers or orange markers and then they would add blue which was like a pro section mm. so the orange was was tough like it's not your classic you know, quad trail. Like it was, it was pretty tough section. And then basically everywhere where they had a break, 
from Saturday where you'd have like a nice little quad trail or something you'd ride down, they would add an extreme section on those spots. So it just became just like, it was just so, there's just so much technical stuff after technical stuff. It was like really hard on the body. All right. Now what size bike are you riding? What bike are you on out there? Uh, I was riding a 300 KTM. Uh, it was actually set up fantastic and I had a, a good time racing it. That was one of the first extreme events that I've raced on a two stroke. Um, in the past, I rode the four stroke and the two stroke was a lot nicer for that condition. That's for sure. Right, right. And the way they've got the, the two strokes going now, I mean, you can just, uh, you can almost ride it like a four stroke, but it just uh, has the two stroke feel, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, just put it in seconds. It has a lot of bottom end and it, it has, it's the biggest thing is it's, it's really light. You can like, you can give it gas and like pop a wheelie and kind of pick where you want to set your front end. And they're, they're just tuned now so that they have like a really good bottom end on them. So you can kind of lug the throttle and get up the slipperier sections and then you have enough, you know, snap to kind of put your front tire wherever you need to. Right. Nice. Okay. Now I saw, I saw a photo, uh, MJS uh, moto photos there up on the website and stuff like that. And it, the, it looked like the three of you, the women's pro, were like wheel-to-wheel -wheel there. Is that how the race went, or how did the actual uh, race go with the women? Yeah, that was that was the very start of the women's pro race. So we basically left the start line and went right into a huge rock section. <laughs> so I was following through. I was following Louise through there, and then I hit a hole, actually, and I crashed, and then Rachel got by. So I was in last going into the trees, and once we dropped into the tree section, it was actually a really hard, it was like a really hard rock area there. And all the the A class started in front of us, and there was a big lineup bottleneck down there. That was first thing in the morning, like first part of the race, kind of. And uh, I caught back up to the girls in there, kind of lost them in the traffic. And about halfway through the first lap, I passed Louise and got right behind Rachel. And uh, Rachel made a couple mistakes, and then we rode one of the quad trails. We were trying to find the ribbon marking, like the arrows and stuff. Hmm. And she was behind me and we rode like probably a mile or two together in that. And then there was, um, on the quad trail, they basically had like four really big tires stacked up and you had to go over them. And uh, I went over it and that was kind of the last time I actually saw Rachel. Um, and then we started the second lap and I just kind of rode my own pace. I had a, you know, I had to wait for a couple of lappers in some of the sections and, um, I remember stopping and taking a couple of drinks of water and just kind of hanging out, waiting for the, the lappers to make it through the, the good line. And, uh, yeah, just kind of rode my own race after that, but it was fun. The first, the first half of that race was definitely the three of us were battling pretty hard back and forth. So it was good. Okay. Now you say it's, it's a, it's a two hour race. Like how many laps? Like what, uh, what is a lap? How long are they? So the lap was eight miles. Um, I think about, and it took me about an hour to do each lap and the race was two hours. So, um, it was a two lap race, but I mean, that just goes to show kind of how technical it is. You're out there doing eight miles in an hour. I mean, you're not going very fast for sure. So. <laughs> wow. Now, now what's it like? I mean, uh, for anyone who's not done an enduro race or, you know, hair scrambles, GNC or anything like that. You come up to those sections, like you say, you were lapping some people, some people in you know lower classes, for example. Sometimes it does, like you say, bottleneck. Does anybody ever look over their shoulder and go, oh, hey, you go ahead? Or is it just cutthroat? Or uh, how do those sections go? It's kind of hit or miss. Um, it can be really cutthroat. I know <laughs> I was sitting in line in one of them, and Louise passed me on my right, <laughs> loops out and crashed right in front of me. 
And then she actually had to pick her bike up and go all the way back. And then while I was watching Louise, Rachel snuck around the other side and cut me off. And then I went in the hospital <laughs> behind Rachel. So I kind of got burned on that one section. But then there's other sections where, I mean, Louise took a line and the guy fell in front and she had to help him pick his bike up so she could go. And I just went around the, the side, right? Cause I was, I came to it late. So it kind of all depends. And sometimes, um, they'll look back and they'll see the blue number plate and like know who, who we are and, and move out of the way for us. Right. And sometimes you just kind of, you just kind of get stuck in the bottleneck. So it's, it's really hit or miss, but that's kind of like the hard part about extreme enduro is all the people everywhere. Right. Right. Yeah, again, for people who haven't done it, it's just uh, there are a lot of bikes. It's not like a uh, 30, 35 person gate. It's like it's like you say, wave after wave. And it just ends up being like hundreds of bikes on the track. Yeah. And it, everyone knows how hard it is to, to ride up anything with no speed, no momentum. So you're coming into these nasty, nasty sections start and you start pushing from the very bottom. I think Mary got a photo of me and another guy helping up. It was called Rock Lady. And this. This section was absolutely insane. It was wet and slippery. I couldn't even walk up the rocks. You just had to get up, get off your bike at the bottom, and whoever was in front of you, you just teamed up. And you'd pull them up, and then they would pull you up. So Mm. there's sections where you definitely had to, like, use both people to try and get get going. But the best is if you can wait at the bottom and get a clear line and then save your energy and get right to the top. That's what what you kind of want to do. But... In some of those sections, it's just not possible. Right. Oh man, and that uh, yeah, and, and like we've talked about this before, you you find that sort of stuff fun, which uh, which I find fascinating. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's it's like that sense of like satisfaction that you know you you did something or you got up that hill. Like when I when I watch the pros go up Rock Lady, I'm like, yeah, I went up that. It sucked, you know. Like it's just kind of fun knowing and and being there and just challenging yourself, knowing what you can and can't do. There was a lot of sections I walked beforehand, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then I rode right over it on my bike, you know. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I can, I can do this, you know. So, But a lot of the hills, actually, at the Revolutionary this year, I did a really good job at. I was really impressed with myself. I got up past the worst part and then would only kind of have to push the very top, which, I mean, saves a lot of energy for pushing right from the bottom to the top. So Right now. Of all the, uh, you know, you did two laps of all the obstacles mm-hmm. on it. What was the worst one? The one, the second lap, you're like, oh no, here it comes again. Um, there was, there was a couple, there was a downhill section that was like pretty sketchy and I didn't like it. <laughs> um, actually my, my rear tire got stuck in the tree and I went over the bars and my bike was hanging in the tree and I had to <laughs> run up and go pull it out of the tree. So that was a little scary. But as the weekend went on, that section actually got quite a bit easier. And there was my least favorite section of all was right after the start. You'd go down Pucker Hill, it's called. And in the bottom of that was this rock section. And there was two lines. You could either go low or high. Every single time I came by that, I hated it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's another. You, uh, you hard enduro folks are another breed, man. So at the end of the race, how close were the, how close were you three women? Um, I think all in all, I think we were six. Six and a half minutes from me, the third. So I think I was three minutes ahead of Rachel, and Rachel was three minutes ahead of Louise. Um, that's that's with their timing. I don't know how accurate it was because, like I said, the first lap I came through and they had me like in third, like fifty second overall or something. So it's hard to it's hard to really say how everyone really came in. But I feel like we were all within. I mean, pretty close. Three minutes on the extreme stuff is not a lot. That's you know, you screw up one or two hills, and that's easily three minutes. You know, so. 
All right. Now, now did um did they all do the second day like you did, or how did that go for them? Did they do it as well? No, they didn't. They they both packed up um <laughs> after the one day, which I mean I don't blame them. That second day got a lot harder, a lot faster, and then you just have a lot more people starting in front of you. So, um, they didn't they didn't come out and do it, but um they had Texas was far far for everybody. Rachel had to get back to the east, and Louise had to get back to the west. So. Okay. All right. So overall, you're like, it sounds like you're pretty darn pretty happy with how the weekend went for you. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was good. I've been, I've been riding so much fast GNCC type stuff, but it was definitely a little bit of an adjustment. I know my clutch hand is extremely sore today. I got felt like I have arm pumps for like three days straight. So. <laughs> All right. Now what's, uh, what's the plan now? You're driving home. You're heading up there through Oklahoma or home, sorry, Pennsylvania, I guess. But, uh, how long a drive is this going to be for you guys? Are you you blasting through, or what are you doing? Yeah, well, we'll probably get home tomorrow. Um, it's about a 20-hour drive, and then um, get back to PA, and then I'll head down to South Carolina to the GNC next weekend. So that's kind of the plan right now. Oh, okay. And, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so your next race is this coming weekend at GNCC. Yeah, yeah, I'll be down in South Carolina, I believe, is where it's at. Big Buck. Um, we're going back there for oh. round five. Or four. I'm not sure what round we're on. <laughs> All right. Now I know we we spoke about this last time we talked. What uh, what is the plan now for the rest of the season before hopefully we get back up and do some W Canadian WMX, right? So what's uh, what's the schedule? Yeah, um, just doing um, extreme enduros, the GNCCs, and then the national enduros right now out east, and that's pretty well taking up a lot of my time. And then I'll be back in Canada in June to do the women's motocross. I haven't heard any anything about that series or what's going on with it yet, but that's kind of the tentative plan. Okay, excellent. All right. Um, okay, well, man, good uh, good chatting with you. It's always fun to kind of click on the click on the internet there and find out there's a Canadian winning a race down south. So congratulations on that, and um, good yeah, luck this week. Yeah, thank we- you. Yeah, good luck this weekend. Anybody, you can watch the GNC. Oh, I guess you can't watch racer. Does Racer TV, I know they do the ATV thing, but does Racer TV cover the women's pro GNCC? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I'm not really sure. I know they always have a, a women's recap like that comes out Monday right. or Tuesday after the race, but I'm not really sure. I don't think um, there's anyone that really covers it live feed kind of thing. Right, right. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shelby. Well, again, thanks for uh, getting us caught up on how that race went. And uh, I think, you know, a lot of people, if you go onto the rev limiter, go go search it online and check out some of the uh, video highlights and stuff like that, just to get an actual a sense of what I, what what uh, Shelby's actually doing there. It's it's pretty uh, pretty incredible. But uh, congratulations! And uh, who would you like to thank, Shelby? Yeah, um, I'd like to thank FXR KTM, um, the Galula race team, um, for you know helping me out a lot this weekend. They were fantastic. And um, just all my sponsors back home that keep supporting me year after year. Uh, and, yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, hey, safe drive. Uh, drives for Canadians aren't going the greatest down there this year. So uh, be very careful, you guys. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, good luck this weekend. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Hey, thanks, Shelby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.